0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM.
1: As-salamu alaykum and welcome to the Book Club Show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana and it is Tuesday the 15th of October and it's 10 o'clock. I hope you have had a wonderful morning so far. It is wet and a bit grim out there but it doesn't, you know, it shouldn't stop us from really having a, a good day. And today we are going to be discussing... Um, a really uh, interesting book actually it's called quiet by susan kane um i also am joined in the studio by a guest so we're going to have some really interesting discussion about basically those of you or those of us or whoever there might be out there who are introverts and the power of introverts. so it should be an interesting discussion uh, but first we're going to head over um to an ashid by sammy Yusuf, and it is one of my favorites it's called pearl so enjoy <laughs>
0: I spent a thousand sleepless nights In wait of dreams I could not find I walked a thousand empty roads In search of signs to bring me home With every breath I spoke your name and heard it rolling in the way, rolling in the wind. Beneath a veil of ocean blue, beneath the of ocean. Blue. I broke illusion from the truth. I broke You said walk to me now. like uh oh. Field one more A secret brighter than before And at the heart they lay just one and at the heart they lay just one The root of all that I'd become The root of all that I'd become I watched the surface start to break I watched the surface start to break Free of form, free of shame You said walk to me and I
1: Asalaamu alaikum and welcome back to the Book Club Show on Inspire 105.1 FM. Um, my name is Imrana. It's Tuesday the 15th of October and it's just past 10 o'clock. That was Pearl by Sami Yusuf. It is one of my favourites because actually in the morning, it, um, yeah, it kind of is pretty mellow, I guess, and it, it helps me calm down after I've been rushing around on the school run. Um, so today we are discussing Quiet by Susan Cain. Um, so the little strap line for this book is the power of int- introverts in a World that can't stop talking. So if there are any introverts or any many of you who might identify as one, this is pretty actually, I would highly recommend this book um, already. For me, it presented, I guess, a bit of a challenge. So I'm just going to read the blurb at the back and also then um, the introduction, just to give you a bit of a background on the book. Um, So it says, The book that started a quiet revolution. For too long, those who are naturally quiet, serious or sensitive have been overlooked. The loudest have taken over, even if they have nothing to say. It's time for everyone to listen. It's time to harness the power of introverts. It's time for quiet. So that is a pretty intriguing um, blurb and actually already presents, I guess, uh, an interrogation to um, Maybe those of us who uh, consider ourselves extroverts are not only that, but actually have always maybe thought we are at the top of um, the pecking order, if that actually exists. Um, Now, the introduction um, says that our lives are driven by a fact that most of us can't name and don't understand. It defines who our friends and lovers are, which careers we choose and whether we blush when we're embarrassed. The fact is whether we're an introvert or an extrovert. The introvert-extrovert divide is the most fundamental dimension of personality, and at least a third of us are on the introverted side. Without introverts, we wouldn't have the Apple computer, the theory of relativity, or Van Gogh's sunflowers. Yet recently, extroverts have taken over. Sensitivity and seriousness are seen as undesirable. In the international bestseller, Quiet, Susan Cain shows how the brain chemistry of introverts and extroverts differs and how society undervalues introverts. She gives introverts tools to take full advantage of their strengths. Passionately argued, superbly researched and filled with real stories, quiet will permanently change how you see yourself. Um, So I would say when I started reading, um, this book. I was kind of interested to see that you know, is it the fact that we've maybe um got it wrong in the day you know, the current day and age that um being an introvert is actually also um a really kind of um I don't know, like beneficial personality trait to have because to be honest before I read this book I think I've always assumed that actually if if you're introvert not not necessarily that that's like a bad thing but that maybe um yeah that that I've always kind of associated with with maybe being shy and maybe even having maybe I don't know like less confidence perhaps I know when I look at my children um I mean, one of my girls, she she does tend to, in certain situations, become extremely shy. And then I feel like I've been in situations where I've kind of pushed her to say, no, 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 you should smile and, you know, say hello. Um, but actually, then this kind of thing, actually, why I found this book really, really interesting, because it actually made me stop and pause and think about actually what is it that I maybe. be... Um, trying um to change in in my child and then obviously the fact that we as parents especially are shaping um the ne- next generation and what that actually means um so if you do have any thoughts today and maybe you um are an introvert and kind of proud to be one rightly so uh, you can uh, call in today on 01582481822 or you can whatsapp in on zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. um so i am joined um in the studio by very special guests. So I'm going to introduce um, Claire Knights, who is a digital marketer and also works for um, a local arts organisation called Revolutin Arts. So hello, Claire. Hello, Imrana. How are you feeling this morning?
2: (laughs) I'm okay. Um, Yes. As a self-confessed introvert Ah. and shy introvert, I'd say a little nervous. Ah, Um, yes. But I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: No, I'm so glad um, that you have given your time actually to this. And actually you were the one who... um, introduced me to the book because because we I can't remember what we might have been talking about and then you said oh I've I've read this book called quiet and I was like oh that sounds really interesting and um I think what do you think I mean because I just mentioned this idea of of shyness maybe being um uh, kind of associated with being introverted do you think that's kind of true or are there two different things
2: um well there is a difference between shyness and introversion although they do Mm. often overlap Mm. so um in the book quiet susan kane defines introversion as people who are essentially extra sensitive to um sensory stimulation right um whereas shyness is Mm. a fear of social disapproval
0: Ah, So I would say um,
2: I'm both of those things and people who are introverts are often both of those things. Um, And the shiniest part is probably something you can learn to overcome to some extent and introversion. Yeah. Um, But it's something that's fundamental and always with you i think throughout yeah. your life and it's probably why the book appealed to me um it wasn't recommended to me i was in a yeah in a bookshop and saw oh, this right. this cover okay. quite quiet and thought that's me yeah um and that's <laughs> why i was drawn to
1: it oh no that's and actually if there are um anybody who is watching a facebook live if i just quickly show you actually the the um a cover so it's 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 all white and qu- the quiet the word quiet the title of the book is also um in um and white text, so it's almost um, being uh, ooh, uh, what's the? I mean, camouflage the right term? It's not cam. It's kind of. It's very low key. Low key, almost. <laughs> the, so the title "Quiet" is almost submerged in the book cover itself, which actually um, I think really explains uh, what it means to be maybe an uh, introvert. That you're there and um, you're, but yeah and this idea of of being powerful but maybe not so in your face right mm. I mean that might be a very uh informal way of of saying it but I really was interested what you just mentioned that Susan Kane mentions in her book Quiet about um kind of stimulation so so what does that mean where, where an introvert is what it means there's too much stimulation and, and they kind of feel they have to um kind of go inside themselves is that what it is it is essentially yes so um she talks about how introverts and extroverts
2: both have optimal levels Mm. of um, sensory stimulation so that's one thing to dispel that as well that it's not about necessarily interaction with people and that's another um, Mm. misconception Um, introverts get labelled as misanthropes uh, people who don't like people whereas uh, one of the things I've heard said is that they're not antisocial they're differently social
0: Ah, Um, so uh,
2: interaction with people is um, very draining um, on your sensory input because you're doing so many things, there's Mm. visual interaction, there's auditory interaction Mm. Um, and someone who's an introvert can just tolerate less of that or they need less of that to feel right, they still need it in their life Mm. Um, but after maybe an hour or two they've had enough and they want to go and withdraw into a quiet room somewhere and read a book Um, so there's something I've definitely experienced, things like conferences where you're meeting a lot of new people in a room um, and then at lunchtime you're expected to go and socialise as well and if you're an introvert you just want to go and sit in your car and eat your sandwiches (laughs) whereas if you're an extrovert you're buoyed up by that um, social interaction and sensory input um, and you want more of so you're quite happy to go on socialising at lunchtime yeah And yeah. I think it's something for, definitely for something to, for extroverts to understand because I do, I have, do recall throughout my life people were saying to me, when I've gone quiet, they yeah. say to me, like, are you all right? Is everything all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they laughing. assume that you're upset yeah. or there's something wrong, mm. but it's actually just that you've, you've kind of had enough um, exactly. sensory input and you sure. need to kind of turn inward for a bit and process it all. Yeah. Um, so she does mention in the book about how introverts, in some ways, they, they process their sensory Uh, information more deeply than extroverts so it just takes them a while to kind of sort through things.
1: Yeah and I think it's so important what you said this idea of actually there's a difference between um, kind of needing and wanting something and that in itself because it's not everyone has those same needs and wants right and if if any other situation that would be quite normal we Mm -hmm. would consider people having um, the agency to be able to decide what they want for themselves but why is it then that when it comes to social settings though we're putting an expectation that no everybody needs to be able to network and able to socialise in your social space and always be kind of um, forthcoming with time and, and, and all of this. So where does that do you think expectation come from then? It's a
2: tricky. It's a tricky thing, and it yeah. is something that's an expectation that expectation that yeah. I felt myself, yeah. um, and I think a lot of introverts feel this pressure to be um, a social animal, and you're m- made to feel there's something wrong with you if you're yeah. you're not constantly on like that. Um, mm. One of the explanations that's talked about in the book is that um, it's to do with our, partly with our transition from kind of rural societies um, where we lived in very mm. close-knit groups, where we all knew each other, um, and then the advent of industrialization and urbanisation where increasingly we're thrown together in big cities with people we don't know. Mm. Um, so w- whereas before people would have known our character um, yeah, and they would sure. have got to know us over a long period of time and would have maybe judged us um, on uh, our values. Mm. Um, in the cities, the pressure is on in a room full of strangers to make an impression as quickly as possible. And that's yeah. why this um, culture of um, personality, she calls it, a shift from
0: the mm. culture
2: of character to the culture of personality mm. has become such a big thing. I mean, yeah. oh, she, she talks a lot about America and obviously we follow mm. um, America's yeah. lead to a large yeah. extent, mm. Um so, I think that's where it's come from, really. This sort of being crowded together in the city and the need to um, be vocal and stand mm. out and make an impression,
1: and sell yourself, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this idea of, and again, that the, the somehow there's more um, kind of importance on being able to sell yourself, you know, whether it's, you know, in a, you know, obviously, I can imagine that that's how it is at the moment in, in the professional setting but it's even become like you said even in, in social settings that the more kind of a persona you have being a party animal tends to at the moment it's like you maybe you're more popular and, and people kind of like you more apparently I don't know um but it's so what do you think in terms of then this um kind of hierarchy at the moment where if you are an extra or you display certain personality traits where you um, have all of those kinds of um, uh, you know whatever it might be um, outward, outward you know going or, or whatever things like that how does that then impact I mean I know Susan Kane she mentions it you know in, a, in professional settings in terms of you know corporate organizations so what's happening there then like in terms of who what are, what job roles do the extro, extrovert ha, extroverts have compared to introverts? Then,
2: well, interestingly, um, there is a fairly well fairly even balance. There there are introvert leaders. The, there are introverts who get to the top, so it mm. doesn't necessarily exclude you from leadership positions. Um, however, one of the um, well, yeah, one of the damning things is that they don't get paid as much. Unfortunately, right. mm. okay, <laughs> so they the companies that they lead. Um, actually perform better than yeah. those who are led by people mm. who are big personalities because mm. because of introvert traits, yeah. um, which tend to be about slow considered reflection.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, people who are more extroverted tend to be about action, they think less. Yeah, Um, they're willing to act on impulse and dive in, Mm. um, which can create problems. And uh, she mentions things like the financial crash. Mm. um, And I've been thinking about really what's happening, I suppose, in politics at the moment. Yeah, it's that kind of escalation of um, Mm. voices shouting louder. True. And it's not, necess- it's not necessarily then that the most uh, people with the best ideas don't necessarily get to the top. I mean, this is the problem, I think, with valuing extroversion above all yeah. other traits. Mm. Uh, she talks about Harvard Business School and how the students that go there are really trained to be extroverts, socialise all the time, go mm. to parties, uh, and how introversion is really not valued. Mm. Whereas if maybe we'd had more ref- quiet, reflective Types yeah. in the financial sector, things mm. like the financial yeah, crash wouldn't been. have happened. Mm. Um, and That's I think yeah, probably at the moment in politics, we, we need some more, more reflective types yeah. being listened to. Um, yeah. It That's- is difficult, I suppose, when it's our natural tendency to listen to the loudest voices in the room. And she Mm. cites various psychological studies that Mm. people who are louder are judged by their peers as Mm. being more intelligent, having Mm. better ideas, even though that's not necessarily the the case. case. Yeah,
1: yeah and even actually at the start of the book she's um included um susan kane in her book quiet um like an informal quiz which i did try did you try yeah, it i did yes <laughs> and how many did you so, say yes? so <laughs> I, yeah so basically yeah there's a there's a list of um how many hold on 20? 20 yeah so there's 20 um kind of uh traits so to speak and so i got I got a seven true. Really? Yes. How many,
2: how many well, you Well, I'd say I'm probably about 18. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, we yeah. are pretty... Much, which so, is so... Yeah, I on. mean, This is the other thing to say. It's a scale. So yes. no one is 100% introvert and yep. no one's 100% extrovert. And I think there is... Um, she talks about... Carl Jung, who was mm. the person who popularized these terms, mm. introvert and extrovert. Mm. Um, he said if there was someone who was hundred percent of those things, they would be yeah. <laughs> insane. Yeah, actually. basically either way, yeah. Um so there are degrees <laughs> and some people are ambiverts, so they mm. um want yeah. equal amounts. Yeah. Um but when I did that quiz I thought, yeah. I mean I knew yeah. I was yeah, a very yeah, yeah. Uh, introspective and introverted person and sure. I kinda of tick a lot of the boxes in terms of being quiet and thoughtful and liking reading. Yeah. Um yeah,
1: that's which is, yeah, I think I think it was interesting because I, even I was doing and actually like just doing the quiz even made me kind of think about certain things that I do. I mean, and we were just, you know, talking, like you said, about politics or, or the kind of financial crash and this idea that maybe um, if if these positions are being led by experts and because one of the ones in the quiz is you know, I tend to think before I speak, which <laughs> I, I put false on that one. And then realising that's not actually a good thing because um and actually I'm I'm kinda of learning to um not do that. So I remember I went to a um of course it was on um oh, oh god not time yeah it was on time management actually oh, how did that go <laughs> um, well, <yes>, thank you <laughs> I, I do get late to places so anyone who knows me knows that about me however i am trying to improve and um but this idea of being not reactionary but being response uh, responsive mm-hmm. and actually taking time to pause and think before you try to respond to an email or you respond to um or you answer for a phone call or whatever it is. And and, cause, and that leads me into another one. I often let calls go through to voicemail. So number 16 in this quiz. And I was like, no, I don't. You don't <laughs> no, I tend to, I just, you know, the only time I won't answer a call is if I physically can't, can't because okay. I'm somewhere. And, uh, but again, it made me think, but why, why? Like, what is the need to feel that I need to be doing things like straight away? And if, mm. if somebody, you know, and actually thinking that can or could potentially be actually detrimental to my kind of, daily routine where if I as much as I want to be responsive if I'm being reactionary and that means that those qualities if they are so associated with ex, being an extrovert it might not necessarily mm. you know be the best thing so um, I mean
2: I think that's her point in
1: this book yeah. that there, one isn't better
2: than the other no, but yeah. that we can both learn from mm. the other type um, mm. and just to, to some extent um, it, it is biological um, mm. she talks about how people who are introverts Mm. um so they did some tests um on babies and mm. exposed them to various stimuli so popping balloons um mm. various like noises sounds and mo- brightly colored mobiles and the yeah. ones that um reacted the most so cried and screamed mm. um they actually grew up to be the introverts because the yeah. the part of their brain which is called the amygdala which is yeah. the kind of um flight of fr- flight right? fright yes. <laughs> um fight part. or flight, flight yeah. or fright. Yeah. fight or fright um that part of the brain is more sensitive essentially in Mm. introverts so that Mm. kind of ties up with the idea of them being more sensitive to stimuli and being more easily overloaded yeah yeah so in those babies they found that was a really good predictor of people Mm. then growing up to be introverts and Mm. there is a certain amount that you can do to change your person well she talks about difference between temperament and personality so Mm. talks about that being a extroversion introversion is a temperament Mm. whereas personality is something that's shaped through your life experiences Mm. so you can do a certain amount to shape your personality yeah but but there is a a biological element that's Mm. quite fixed and it takes a lot of effort Mm. to pretend to be someone you're not essentially yeah
1: yeah exactly and and then that's um it is one of those things i guess even this idea that <clears throat> there might there might be actually some people who do then feel that they need to be able to display certain uh, qualities of being an extra even though they might not themselves be like that and again it is coming back to this idea that that's if that's what's um kind of valued at the moment mm-hmm. or seen as being better then you know there might be this pressure on people to act and do you think it's easy to do that though do you think somebody who is an introvert can actually display certain characteristics or do you think it'd be actually quite difficult?
2: I think they can display it. I mean, it probably Mm. depends whether you've got this, the other attributes of shyness and things like that. So Mm. you have more to overcome. Yeah. Um, Because some people who um, come across very well socially for Mm. a short period of time, Mm. um, people and people will say to them oh, I can't believe you're an introvert right yeah, um, and yeah. they are able to act yeah, yeah yeah but just not for very long mm. so it's hard to keep up the pretense for a long yeah. time and mm. I think it's something that I definitely experience especially moving from education into the world of work mm. so in the world yeah. of education I was very much in my element right um yeah. even though she like, Susan Kane in her book talks about how education is, set up for a lot of group work Mm. and i didn't like the subjects like drama or group discussions and i think i have said to you one of my first school reports says something about um i wish claire would contribute more to discussions because she has a lot to offer right um and but i love the reading and and the study and it's quite it's quite individual really Mm, mm, mm. academia because it's your grades at the end of the day um and then coming out into the world of work and it it being very um, open plan offices is one of the things she talks about as being right, something yes. that, um, yeah, that was introverts suffer with, and it's probably why I've designed my work life finally yeah. the way I yeah. have. Um, yeah. But I did experience a lot of dissatisfaction. I didn't really know why, mm. um, and I thought it's because yeah, um, there's something. something
1: lacking in in my I
2: can't I can't
1: live up to this ideal uh, of uh,
2: what corporate life is like yeah
1: yeah yeah. and I think it's um yeah and it's that kind of I think almost like a duality in terms of um how we are then at work and then maybe at home and then maybe with friends and you know maybe we do all have different personas which isn't necessarily um a bad thing but um so yeah the Conversation so far has been really interesting. We are discussing today Quiet by Susan Cain. Uh, we will be heading over um, uh, to the break in um, a short while. So grab yourselves a cup of tea and um, yeah, and maybe have a think about certain qualities um, and traits that you have and, and, you know, feel free to call in in a few moments. Okay. As-salamu
0: You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programmes from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Peace. Mm-hmm.
1: Assalamu and welcome to the Book Club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. Today is Tuesday the 15th of October. It is 10.30 and I'm your host Imrana. I hope you had um, a lovely break in between and managed to grab yourselves a, a cup of tea or coffee. We are today talking about the book Quiet by Susan Cain. The power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. Um, so just before the break we were talking a little bit about... Um, the fact that to be extroversion, introversion is actually a spectrum. So you can't just be there's nobody that is completely an extrovert or 100 um, percent introvert. But we are or display different, um, I guess, kind of traits. Um, we mentioned that in the book itself, there is this kind of informal quiz um, which gives you an idea of actually um, or helps you, I guess, decide um, where on the scale that you are. And I was just mentioning that, I mean, I had seven kind of true answers out of the 20 that were there, um, which basically means I'm more actually on the um, uh, extrovert side, Uh, which is interesting because actually there are parts of me that... um, you know for you know uh, like number two in this quiz is i often prefer to express express myself in writing and that is um definitely true it's something that you know i enjoy writing especially uh poetry i kind of feel that when i'm um feeling a certain way i'd rather express myself in that way but then interestingly enough i also find that poetry that i've written when i then get up and actually share that poetry of other people it really gives me a different dimension to ham feeling and i actually also enjoy that and um there was um, actually a, a, an interview by um, Susan um, Kane that she gave and she mentioned in that about this idea of, of public speaking. Now, she herself um, were kind of uh, trained to be a, a corporate lawyer um, and she then left that profession because um, she was told by someone that she basically wouldn't um, be able to make it and that was based on the fact that the assumptions that um, they'd made about her in terms of, I guess, her, her personality. Um, but then she went on to um, work um, on this book and she does say that um, she started working on it since, I don't know, 2005 and it took her, um, I I think nearly, oh, I can't remember... um five years or maybe a bit longer to actually um, write the book. But she then explains that she did um, a TED talk and how even that this idea that even though she was an introvert or is an introvert, um, how she then came about to actually give a TED talk, which the fact that you've got this massive platform and you're, you're talking um in front kind of you know uh, um, a huge audience and and listeners um, that she actually attended like a a course to kind of overcome that initial fear Um, and then this idea that actually there are certain I guess uh, qualities that you can build in yourself and the assumption that just because somebody is um, holding a space for example on stage doesn't necessarily mean that they're an extrovert so you can still be an introvert and hold your space have that confidence and be able to share you know what you want and she also then uh, refers back to this idea that it needs to be something herself it needs to be something meaningful because if she's delivering something meaningful she can always come back to that so even if there's even a slight element of, of feeling um you know, a uh, uh, shy or feeling overwhelmed even to be in a certain space, you know, that is something that she will always um, come back to. And, and that kind of actually does make me think about, you know, even being on the radio. I mean, I've been doing this show, I think, just over maybe um, a year. And I remember initially being asked that if I'd be interested and my initial response was kind of like, oh, no, I don't think I could do that because um, this idea that, you know, I will have to talk for an hour even though i've been told i can talk uh, for the whole of england which is obviously i think a bit um, insulting sometimes um it was interesting and actually what kind of maybe um personality traits would you need to be even a radio presenter and and um i have um a My uh, special guest in the studio who is um, Claire Knight. So Claire is a digital marketer and also working um, for Revolutin Arts. I have the pleasure of actually working with her um, because um, I also work for Revolutin which is a really kind of cool and amazing um, uh, role to have um, in Luton. Um, So I'm just going to ask Claire to we as revolution are um, having an event, aren't we, to do with radio. So could you maybe share with our listeners uh, what that is? And maybe even before that, what is your opinion about, because you're on the radio and you're an introvert. Hmm. So how are you feeling and what could um, attending the event that we've got organised um, help? help introverts
2: or help everyone help everyone i guess help introverts specifically but then generally as well (laughs) i'm not sure about introverts okay um how am i feeling well i was a little nervous to start off with feeling better now good um it's i think radio is probably a medium that's quite suited to introverts because Mm. you feel like you're just in a room with one other person but Mm. even though you're speaking to a lot of people yeah um and that's another thing to say about introverts. That they tend to prefer one on one or small group mm. interactions to standing up in yeah. front of a big audience. Mm. So, again, it's not that they're antisocial, it's just that they mm. um, prefer to socialise in different ways. Exactly. Um, yeah. Regarding uh, Revolution Arts, yes. um, they are running, an, or we are running, an event called Roots to Radio. A, um, roots to Radio Career, spit it out, yes. uh, Creative Cafe. Um, it's on Thursday, 24th of October at 6pm. Um, and it's an event, if you're interested in working in radio, um, it's an event you should go to because we've got two expert guest speakers there, mm. uh, one of whom works at this very station, Shemiza Rashid, mm. um, and also Terry Lee from the University of Bedfordshire, who's from their teaching, uh, media teaching department. And he's responsible for the university's award-winning Radio Lab uh, mm. 97.1 FM radio station. Mm. Um, so they will both be there uh, giving their uh, tips and advice on how you can get into a career in radio, mm. if that's something you're interested in. Um, there'll be other like-minded people there who are interested in radio who you can talk to afterwards mm. Um refreshments provided yes. which is always, always a, a good incentive <laughs> and where is it so it's at the university of ah. beveridge park square campus so that's thursday the 24th of october 6pm to 8pm mm. and if you're interested you can go to the Revolutin arts website it's on our homepage at so that's com. Mm, okay. luton not yes. Lu, not
1: lucian <laughs> yes yes please please because we we yeah we do we do get people making that mistake which i understand but no it's a really cool name that we have so it's yeah it's Revoluten. Um, so that's good. Yeah. And actually, I'm just kind of thinking maybe if I was, um, kind of, uh, younger and wanting to think about, you know, that could be a really good, um, kind of stepping stone, I guess, just being able to come and be in an environment where, um, you can hear from, I guess, kind of experts in the field and just, being able to get introduced that way as opposed to maybe because it it is one of those things I think you know if I I remember actually letting my you know telling my university friends who I'm still in touch with that oh you know I present a show on in the community radio station they were like what like you you do that (laughs) and it was really because I thought I don't know whether I mean everyone changes over time but whether um even when I shared like my, my spoken word film I'd done, and they were, again, really surprised. And I just thought, I wonder whether I was, you know, maybe different in a way at, at university or when I was younger and maybe have I been able to grow in, I don't know what it might be. I don't know if it's confidence necessarily, but I almost think that maybe with age, you tend to, coming back to what I think we were saying in the break, when you really care about something and... um maybe you see the world around you and you want to be able to make some positive change i mean do you think then that helps um us be a bit more committed to certain things and then when we are put in positions of having to speak to other people in front of other people do you think that helps even caring about yeah and then being able to share that passion i guess with others even even though you might be shy or you might be you know um not wanting to speak in in front of like a huge audience but you think that can actually change if something matters
2: i think it definitely helps um and it's something that is is definitely if you have a um personal quality that is that holds you back from social interaction you've definitely it helps if you're something you care about it will help you to overcome that um Mm. your reserved nature and ultimately We do want to share our ideas with other people and have an impact on the world. I think that's the thing about introverted people Mm. Um, and... Susan Cain's definitely, in her book, she's not saying everyone should be quiet and sit in a corner and not speak to anyone. Mm -mm -mm. But she's just saying that there is a value in withdrawing and reflecting. um, And there's also a value then on, once you've done that reflection, going out into the world and sharing those ideas with other people. However Mm. you choose to do that, it might be on radio, it might be through writing, it might be standing up in front of a room of people. Um, Mm. It's just that the reflective side of, of seems to be less valued in our society mm. at the moment
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and then you know what you mentioned earlier about even even school kind of the school system and, mm. and, and education um so one of the chapters in the book quiet by susan kane is called when collaboration um kills creativity now both mm. of us i guess working in the arts at the moment i think that's a really interesting um i guess kind of topic um to talk about so at one point in the book she says about um yes about this idea of collaboration creating creativity that if solitude is an important key to creativity then we might all want to develop a taste for it we'd want to teach our kids to work independently we'd want to give employees plenty of privacy and autonomy yet increasingly we do just the opposite So how do you think then we are going to overcome this? Because we know how important it is actually to be not. I mean, everyone's creative, but being able to have an outlet and platform to do that. But then, like you said, and she mentions in the book, you know, this idea that offices are now becoming kind of open offices where Mm -hmm. everyone's literally in the same room and there's no you just don't have your own space or even the same, I guess, with schools. The fact that how often are children given time actually to be kind of just with themselves or, you know, because there's a constant, like, group work and do this now. And, you know, so how can we change that system because that system is now pretty big? It's
2: difficult. I think part of it, unfortunately, is financial and that it's just Mm. cheaper to have big open expanses of space Mm. and plonk people in. Yeah. Um, But I think it's really about being more creative um, and having more understanding of how to get the most. Because this is the thing, Mm. if you everyone misses out essentially everyone loses out from treating everyone the same Mm. so if we designed our offices and our schools more intelligently Mm. and had little and the day as well little breakout spaces corners that people can go and sit in and be alone with their thoughts Mm. Mm. and then when they're ready to come out and um have the i mean she talks about the importance of these kind of low-key social interactions Mm -hmm. so when she talks about steve wozniak um founder of apple co-founder of apple computers Mm. um and talks about him working at Hewlett-Packard on his own in his cubicle mm. she saying he did have social interactions but they're very low-key ones so they had a donut trolley that came around twice a day and again they're the kind of social interactions that i enjoy not yeah. the form big formal meetings or the yeah. formal structured group work but mm. the things where you just bump into and again it's cafeterias and things like that are the things that are being mm. taken away mm. from workplaces and they're the places where that will allow people to bump into each other in more relaxed settings mm. and um, allow people to exchange ideas mm. um So, yeah, I think it's really about Mm. being more creative because we want, we always talk about valuing uh, Mm. creativity, especially in this country Mm. as it being one of our biggest exports. Mm. Um, But I don't think that's necessarily reflected or respected in in the design of our schools and offices and and Mm. the day Mm. itself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did used to sometimes go and book a meeting room for myself and sit in there when I want to think yeah. deeply because yeah. um, it's, uh, it's well known that one of the biggest um, obstacles to having deep thoughts, mm. thinking deeply about complex problem, which is what a lot of us do now. A lot of us are knowledge workers, um, mm. is being interrupted. And when you're in an open plan office, there are so many interruptions. And people say to me now, so when I get to delivery at home, because I work from home a lot now, yes. which I like because I can concentrate, yeah. um, the, the, the delivery drivers will say to me, yeah. don't you? Like, do you do you get much done? Aren't you always watching daytime TV? I said, (laughs) do you know how much time gets wasted in an open plan office because people wander over, just start a conversation with you because you're there. The phone rings, then an email pops up. and when I'm at home, I can manage all those things. I so yeah. I don't get interrupted apart from by my cat. Yes, um, <laughs> and delivery drivers. Um, it, it's kind of it's an endless quest for me trying to find this perfect working environment. I don't yeah. know. I have to go and rent a flat somewhere yeah. where no <laughs> one knows where I live or something like that. Um, even yeah. in cafes, you know. So I, she, Susan yeah. Kane talked about she likes going to work in cafes, and I mm. like it as well because yeah. you're kind of anonymous. Yes, so there's this but lovely a social buzz. Um, buzz in the background. It's kind yeah. of a low-level noise that allows yeah. you to concentrate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you go to the same one often enough, you get, you known, get, yeah. and then people come and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, yes. yeah. but I think if we do really value d- deep thinking and creative problem solving, we need to create mm. the environments um, to, mm. that will allow people to do that and and respect mm. that some people do need to go off and be in a cubicle yeah. and be quiet and think about it and then come out and share it with the group. And there was an mm. interesting thing actually in this book about brainstorming mm. and about how group um brainstorming doesn't work right. um yeah. and well there are various reasons for it one of mm. them is apparently social loafing oh, right. <laughs> where some individuals <laughs> tend to sit back and let others do the work mm. um, second production blocking only one person can talk at a time yeah um and the third mm. one which is probably most relevant to people mm. who are introverted is social apprehension so fear of being judged for your mm. ideas mm. so if you're interested in generating a lot of creative ideas the oh, most effective it, way to do it is to get people to go off on their own
0: mm.
2: come up with the ideas and then come back as a group and, yeah, sh- and, and share and them, share. keep them around together that's um, really actually
1: interesting and now suddenly makes perfect sense <laughs> 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 hmm. but yeah I mean I completely you know and it's actually coming back to this idea of, of deep thinking and being reflective I guess you know um even somebody of like the Muslim faith I mean you know we we know that even like the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi sallam also took time to be in isolation and that you know he'd climb a mountain and he'd literally just spend time there and actually a lot of the prophets um, would do that and I think it's so important and I guess not even just I guess yeah I mean the work environment I mean at any time just daily taking a bit of time out just from everything and switching off mm. because that's the other thing isn't it because now in a a digital age and somebody who yourself who is now a digital marketer I mean how do you then do that so somebody's maybe having to almost be uh, switched on online or you know at certain parts a part of your kind of profession how do you then switch off from all of that all that kind of digital you know cyberspace and, and things
2: I think I've learned to manage it I've learned mm-hmm. yes rather than it manage me yeah um, so I'm quite strict about so i turn off notifications mm. um on my phone i've moved all social media apps to the second yeah. screen i don't right. get any notifications okay. that flash up on my screen
1: okay.
2: um and it, but it is the hardest part for me mm. the social media part mm. because even that kind of interaction it expects you to be very responsive very quickly which doesn't mm-hmm. come naturally to me because i do like to think about things in a more considered way so yeah. personally i prefer the web uh, design and development side of digital marketing because mm. it's the slower more thoughtful side of it yeah um but yes yeah, so it's really just um i turn off email notifications yeah, and only yeah. check my email client yeah three or four times a day when yeah, i choose so to rather than have but this is the thing a lot of these things are set up by default yes to have these notifications pop up at yeah. you all the time mm. yeah, which exactly. really just you, you just can't concentrate because you're just, just permanently in a state of distraction, essentially. Yes
1: yeah exactly and actually that's the perfect way to describe it is this idea of always feeling distracted or being distracted getting distracted mm. um which you know sums me up to a t unfortunately and um so it is, i guess um this idea that so you know susan in uh kane in her book quiet um so then this line, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking i mean is that true can are we really in a in in a day and age where People just want to talk, talk, talk. Like you know, do you feel that?
2: I do, I do really. Yeah, maybe that's my take on it as mm. an as, as an a, introvert, yeah. introvert, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and and sadly, even in this book, I mean, it was published in I think two thousand and twelve, mm. and she talks about how the internet is perhaps a, um a a place where more introverted people can have more of a voice. But I do mm. feel increasingly, mm. especially in recent times, that it's become more of a shouting factory mm. where. The extroverts, yeah. who are extroverts in real life are also extroverts mm, on online. social media, people yeah. like Donald Trump, mm. um, who've got yeah. the quick sound bite that shout the loudest mm. um, are exactly. the ones that are, are they're getting all the attention. Mm. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. unfortunately yeah. the way we work. We yeah. do give more attention to people who shout the loudest. Yeah, it's, it's about having that knowledge to see what's happening and to step back and say, OK, there are some quieter people who maybe have some better ideas. Yeah.
1: I mean, I asked a couple of people um, before the show what they felt in terms of what an introvert, extrovert um, uh, means to them. So um, uh, somebody who um, I've worked with on actually my last project, which was um, Echo, who so, um, I did ask Jitty um, who's an events uh, manager, what she felt was definition for introvert and extrovert. So introvert. Um, so don't in- estimate the introvert internally analyzing with a quiet self-respect without feeling the need for affirmation to confirm. So a steady, calm influence, not to be overlooked. So, and that links nicely what to, to what you've said. So she's put, you don't have to shout the loudest to have an impact. For extrovert, um, she's put, don't under underestimate the extrovert. Externally vocal with a questionable confidence question mark. Mm-hmm. The need for open affirmation with a strong feeling of externalizing the direction of the mind outside oneself and then she's ended that with shouting the loudest just means you have projection i actually thought that almost felt like a bit of an attack on it <laughs> <laughs> actually but i totally i think it's really beautifully um kind of summed up and then there was um I also um sent a message to um the Aramna book club which I run and, and I was asking for um opinions there and I had um lovely uh Rosina and she um uh, messaged saying yes I would identify as being an introvert in some ways but love chatting i would define introvert inward looking perhaps someone who enjoys their own company maybe prefers first to have time by themselves etc and extrovert more outward looking likes to be around others um and then also they can be seen that personality traits tendencies that can change over time and affected by the environment nurture and genetics hereditary tendencies etc so which mm-hmm. just kind of sums up some of the things i guess um that we've been saying and i mean what i might do is maybe i should send the 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 group um that quiz to do and really find mm-hmm. out where everyone is on on the um <laughs> on the scale um so i mean i guess we've got um a little bit of the show left i mean what do you think we need to do to challenge then the misconceptions about introverts or in you know introversion well,
2: yeah one thing say, maybe if you think you're an extrovert, read this book, um, ah, because you're probably um, it, mm. she says one what well, we said at the beginning is mm. a third to half of people, all people yeah. are extroverts, mm. so you're probably living with one or you work mm. with one, yeah um, and it just helps to understand someone else's mindset, so yeah mm. rather uh, and when in the chapter about relationships, she talks yeah. about how that can be a really difficult thing in mm. terms of romantic relationships oh, and friendships as well mm-hmm. um, that when someone goes quiet an extrovert can think oh, you're withdrawing from me yeah. um, because extroverts express themselves very diff- differently yeah. and if they're having a disagreement they want their partner to be getting passionate and vocal yeah. And, yeah. and because yeah. introverts don't like conflict they tend mm. to withdraw and go quiet yeah. Um. or if, if their partner is saying to them oh I, I don't want to have as many dinner par- yeah. I don't want to have a dinner party every week like yeah. you do yeah, you know, yeah. they think there's a serious problem but yeah. actually. Uh, if you can understand where that's coming from Mm. it helps you negotiate those things differently um so it's really about i suppose understanding that it isn't a personality defect it's just a different way of being Mm. a fundamentally different way of being that Mm. lots of people experience yeah um yeah exactly and that you yeah. can then so with that understanding you can then negotiate any diff- yeah.
1: different differences between you uh, in a, a more intelligent way I suppose yeah, yeah. um no definitely I know I, I would agree with that I would having you know um I guess done the show and, and and with with the book yeah definitely recommend it and um And especially that's the thing I think initially I thought oh I I bet you know reading this book will probably really help you know in terms of the work work environment but actually it really is across the board like Mm -hmm. so like you said whether it's with your partner or if you're a, a parent or a carer actually how you then deal with the other people in your in your you know life I guess and the fact that you know um I mean some of um, you might have seen on, on social media, so it'll start you know, Osama Khana um, Allah uh, bless him with, you know, um, health and and um kind of a swift uh, recovery and and just ease and his difficult time but you know the fact that even when he um was diagnosed with um um his um illness and one of the first things he thought about is how do i fix things with others and he says if you are going to differ differ with love and i think we sometimes tend to um forget that that just because somebody's different doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be rubbing each other the wrong way that you can actually be complementary to each other so even if for example you are an extra who is married and in, um, an introvert, which I think I might fall in that category. Um, yeah, I think it's something that can really help just mm. to navigate that. And again, I guess as a parent, how I kind of deal with my children, if one is being, you know, shy or maybe not as forthcoming, actually respecting that. And, you know, it's not even just about thinking, like you said, it's a defect. Um, but actually, you know, the, this, this is another like, human being and i need to respect you know the way that person is and likewise obviously i guess expect that back um so then how can we i guess in the last couple of minutes you know is there a particular advice okay so obviously about reading the book but um anyone who's maybe listening in who's an introvert and now needs to i don't know they're starting on a new journey of something i mean what do you think is one of the first things that or a piece of advice that you could share. Do you um,
2: think? Well, I, I, for me, reading the book really helped because, yeah. it, uh, as I said, because it's extroversion is held up as a cultural ideal. Mm. Um, I certainly went through a lot of my life feeling, oh, I'm I'm shy and withdrawn. It's some that's some kind of mm. defect, and that can make you feel worse about yourself. Yeah. So to yeah. understand that that's a natural way to be um, is one thing and makes you feel better about yourself. But also mm. to understand the strengths really. Mm. Um, so uh, there's an overlap with people who are highly sensitive. Um, and just to read a quote from the book, she said, the hi- the highly sensitive tend to be philosophical or spiritual in their orientation rather than materialistic or hedonistic. Mm. They dream vividly. They love music, nature, art, physical beauty. So I think introversion has all those positive characteristics and one quote which is at the front which I wanted to read, it says, um, as the science journalist Winifred Gallagher writes, the glory of the disposition that stops to cons- consider stimuli rather than rushing in to engage with them is its long association with intellectual and artistic achievement Mm. neither mc squared nor paradise lost was dashed off
1: by a party animal (laughs) that's a really good one to end on actually and i think it's um yeah it's just really um important i think that um we just yeah it's extrovert introvert it doesn't really matter what matters is that we're kind of um i guess just respecting each other and and just knowing that we can be um powerful in whatever we do have a good week asalaamu alaykum
0: thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspirefm Luton.